0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God
2: bless you and roll tight.
3: Welcome in. It is the Jay Barker Show Monday edition. We got Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter in studio. Some mad love right now for uh, Regents, Man, tradition. I don't know if you had a chance to get out there this weekend, but was out there for a couple of days and uh, really at ha- houses more than being at the course. Uh, actually had a poker night on uh, Friday night with the boys, 20-year-olds. Man, it's fun playing poker night with them. But, Did you uh, clean up? Uh, I did it first, and then I began to hand out money because they were all leaving, going, well, I'm out of money now. I'm like, no, you're staying in the game. We're going to be here for a while. We turn a into a bank? Tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, mad love for Gene Hallman and for the uh, all the group out there as far as what they do. And also another great weekend of USFL uh, football. So we'll get into all that, some other moves around the NFL, and uh, also college football news, as always, the Crips of Tide. So baseball news as well, softball, we'll talk about that as far as where they end up um, and going into the Assembly Tournament. But uh, a lot to dive into today. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Mick Gillespie joins us at one i I'm hoping to get Gene Hallman on here in the first hour, if not uh, beginning of the second hour, to kind of update us on everything that happened out at Regions last week. So good, good stuff. Great weekend. I hope you all had one as well. Beautiful weather. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. It is the bowling of this generation. And uh, we always talk about taking... Family, friends, and coworkers out there, whether it's for birthdays, anniversaries, whether it's for bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, charity events they do to raise a ton of money as well at Top for Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. How were your you guys' weekend? Good stuff?
4: It's terrific. My uh, my my mom was in town from Williamsburg, Virginia, and uh, she her, ever leave, at, at, ever leave the Summit, and her husband. No, she she <laughs> loves the Summit, and it, hey, I I truly believe that the Summit is the best uh, shopping destination in the state of Alabama, uh, no question about it. And yeah, she spent a lot of time there, and uh, it was just great catching up with her. Um, and, and, and to me, it, it's like, uh, you wake up, uh, what on, on Saturday and suddenly summer's here. I mean, right. Unbelievable. And we yeah. got, we got four more months of this mm-hmm. <laughs> coming at
3: us. What's it, like 94.
4: Yeah. 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 It, it certainly feels like it. Uh, but it was great being with, uh, family and mm-hmm. special friends. And, uh, so yeah, perfect time for me. How was your weekend, Matt? Oh, fantastic.
5: Um, Saturday, Karen, and I went out and spent the day at Regents, and it was just fabulous. And actually uh, getting ready to leave there as the leaders were coming through. And I uh, just sat there and got a chance to talk with Gene Hallman for really uh, a lengthy time. And I'm glad he'll be able to join us. If not, I'll show you a very, share a very cool story about that. Uh, but then yesterday, I just laid around and watched anything I wanted to and ate anything I wanted to for a full day. Wow. So, how's the, you know, when you're my age, that's a pretty <laughs> exciting day. Yeah. So. And, and guess what happened in the middle? I took a nap. <laughs> So uh so just yes. hang out in your underwear and
4: eat cheese all day. Well, I
5: don't do the I don't do the underwear thing. Uh, I always <laughs> got a t-shirt and by the way, I called my my short, my I called them PE pants the other day. And my wife just laughed like I had told like I was Steven Wright. Do people still call them that? No. What did you have on the coaching shorts? <laughs> no, just what Uh-oh. I call PE pants, you know. PE pants. No pockets, they've got an elastic and they hang down to a, you know, just below oh. your crotch. So <laughs> we don't need to go here. Basketball shorts, right? Y- yeah, more of that. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Just athletic shorts. I mean, when, swords,
5: I back in, you know, at Davis e. Hills <laughs> Elementary and hospital,
3: we call them P.E. You remember the shorts the coaches wore, though? The real tight ones that yeah. pulled up and had the three buttons at the top? Never wore those. <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, gosh, no.
5: Lars? No, negative. Uh, <laughs> they fit like a glove. Literally. Uh, literally. I mean, to your thigh, yeah. your, you know, the yeah. private areas mm-hmm. and around the rear. Uh, and they were like. Mini Sansa Belt slacks, if you know what Sansa Belt slacks yes.
4: are.
5: And believe me, there they were so there were no gra- there were no grays, no blacks, no whites. Yeah. They were all, like, bright yellow. Yeah, or blue. Like, royal yeah. blue. The blue. The blue was a popular <laughs> yeah. one, wasn't it? All this stuff. We act like, uh,
3: like we never wore them now. <laughs> we know all the details about them.
5: All the wonderful <laughs> stuff that we've got this weekend. I, I took a detour in a PE short, so I all apologize right. for that. Jay, I'm assuming your weekend... Um, with poker and all was good too yeah
3: fantastic man what a great uh, number one weather uh a lot to do um a lot of fun and uh actually um went out to top golf on saturday had a good time there and uh, with some friends and family but uh, a lot of things that you know you, you look through the weekend to kind of figure out you know for us we know you know once which for everybody when monday gets here it's like it's it's a race right i mean we, we always go man i can't believe it's friday so many things are happening you know with Lars, you get three kids and with, uh, with Matt, same with all the stuff he's got going on, grandkids, all that kind of stuff and then minor everywhere, so trying to figure out which I love the fact that I've got most of them here now yeah. uh, Sarah Ashley came, was back uh, the whole weekend, uh, she was back here but she didn't come see me much <laughs> because <laughs> I had to go see her at the course, she was out with the course which I love that and I tell them all the time I'm like go have fun, These, this is your time, your years and they've got a great group, we call them the Greystone Mafia or the Greystone Stoners or the Greystoners <laughs> Well, the Grateful well, Stoners, 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 Stoners. That, that sounds good. I know. But we're thinking about the Rolling Stones. But uh, well, <laughs> that's a good, that too. good group of good good group of kids. But uh, funny as can be, I learned so much. So I coached these guys that we played poker with the night. There's seven of them. There's three three adult three guys. One of the one guy was a coach with me, and we s- sat from probably around eight thirty or nine to about one or two in the morning playing wow. poker. And but the stories they told, and the I mean, we laughed so hard all that long, and uh, just had great music playing. It's great time. So uh, a real blessing uh, to be around them and to see them at that age. And actually, about five of those same guys went to the beach with me recently, with Harrison. And I told you guys about that and the nights we had out together and stuff. It's just different when your kids get to that age. The relationships, the conversations, the fun that you can have uh, with them. And um, I counted a blessing. What a great weekend.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum there. it was uh, <laughs> my, my, a heck of a it, weekend for yeah, Lars. Yeah, yeah, no sleep, uh, a lot of screaming, lot of crying, uh, a lot of crying, a lot of... And how, how about, about your kids? kids? <laughs> yeah, pop. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you have three kids under the age of six. But uh, And, and it, it's, it's interesting. Hey, uh, at least three kids least under the age of six. At least they're all going to be right there together. I mean, you'll, yeah you'll go through everything together yeah. and, then... and and they and, and, and now uh, the girls, my twin girls are uh they're five and they've caught up with Lincoln in in terms of height and weight and so they have like pretty epic uh fights you know and uh <laughs> and it's it's usually the the two girls ganging up on Lincoln and Lincoln getting the business end of a beat down but uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fun. I I get, for his birthday, I got him a golf net. Oh, and good. so uh we put that up in, in the backyard and uh he enjoyed uh smashing some some golf balls, getting the big dog out. And uh and then you know, and and then we watched the PGA event and I and I told him Hey, really study the golfers here and and their swings and and uh, just how they they do everything. Just don't merely watch this for enjoyment. Look at their swings. And then he he did that and he went back outside and he tried to replicate uh, what he was seeing. I told him to just pay uh, special attention to Justin Thomas, yeah, uh, who was playing really well this weekend. And um, and I told him that he went to Alabama and and he's got roots here. And so now Lincoln has a favorite golfer in Justin Thomas.
3: Congratulations. Steve Stricker completed a wire-to-wire victory Sunday in the region's tradition, closing with a 468 for a six-stroke victory in his fourth PGA Tour champion's major title. But very emotional afterwards. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see his interview. And I was like, man, God, I mean, you could tell he went through a lot since, what, October, November health-wise. And, um, I mean, really not sure where he was going to be, if he can make it back. Has lost a ton of weight. Said he wanted to gain some more weight back, get strength back. Loved his wife was caddying for him. He said over the last four weeks that it really is the kids out. The first week, the last three weeks has been um, he and his wife, and, and they've been able to spend some really great quality time together. And that shot, I think it was on 17. Is that right? The par three where he comes out of the sand. Yeah, man, it get, makes it for the birdie. Uh, just a beautiful shot there. Then able to he was aggressive off the tee box in 18. Aggressive to the to the uh, to the hole to get on. And regulation, and then being able to put it in for the birdie. So, just a great closeout for them and, and for him, and a great story. But, Matt, I, you, you sound like you saw or, or was able to see some of that interview. Very, very emotional, crying. Uh, yeah, and it.
5: he said, I hate crying, but I have to. He yeah. said, Two years, of, I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't realize that his um, his illness was as severe. He lost 25 pounds, and he was okay, skinny look, to begin and, with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you took the words right out of my mouth, uh, and he's still thin. I don't think noticeably thin. I think he appears to me to be back to where he was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Uh, but that's quite frightening. Um, but I think it's, what did I read? The last four tournaments he's been in the final pairing. It that's, seems like he
4: dominates the region. He,
5: you know, there are certain guys, Brad Bryant did it about 20 years ago, that just seemed to lock onto that course and they blow it away. Yeah. Um, and there were guys trying to make runs at him. He and he just like Jay said, he did not let off the throttle. I think there were only a couple times when I really felt like he was playing safe, mm-hmm. and they were on holes that you should play safe. Mm-hmm. And then he, he went one, on to win what, by what, what seven?
3: Yeah, um, seven strokes, six or seven. Yeah, the one shot on, I think it was eleven where he went left, and they, they talked about he used a three with the entire week on and that hole. He still hit it in the. it still hit
5: it in the bunker. Is that the one no, you're talking about?
3: This, oh, okay, this one went went, went went out of bounds, I think, and then they ended up saying. He got relief out of bounds. Um, I think that's right. I was watching uh, watching it on uh, TV uh, yesterday. But man, what a great tournament! And, and and I hope we can visit with Gene. Hopefully, we'll get in touch with him either this hour or next hour. But um, it's always such a great event, and such brings so much to Birmingham. Um, and the amount of attention that it gets. The uh, uh, kudos to Regions for all that they do. We you know, they talked to some of the main people involved with it for many many years. They just signed the new what six seven year contracts? At nine years. From a, a new contract that just did an yep. extension, that's huge for Birmingham and for Bruno's. And I'll tell you this: um, Greystone does a great job of hosting it and having you know all the <laughs> the volunteers, the people that are there every single year, wearing the green shirts, making sure people are getting done. I will say this though: the police were cracking down like crazy this year. I think I mean, last year after the 2020, they had that you know relaxed kind of year, or whatever. And I think some things happened, and I think that the the, the residents said. We don't want DUIs, and we definitely don't want PIs, public intoxication. And they were, really? oh, they were, they were tough. Which I think, for patrons, you want to look at that and go, okay, yeah, you want people to have fun, but thank God that you're going to make sure that an underage kid is not getting in a car, not even driving a golf cart back to the house and wrecking it. Something happening like that. So they really seem to up the security and uh, good stuff for them. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more to get into. Again, uh, some uh, NFL news, some college football news. And uh, much more on this. And, again, Mick Gillespie will join us from Bama Insider coming up at 1.30. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Welcome in to the Monday edition. We'll continue on the other side.
2: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely
6: scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. A high today 87, tonight's low 64. Here comes the heat tomorrow a good supply of sunshine the high 90 Wednesday sunny with a high at 92 I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa
0: a national championship team covering a national championship team the best sports talk in the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app
3: see up on the screen the road back to okc starts at tuscaloosa for national uh for number six seed and uh, alabama softball so uh coach murphy and his team getting ready to uh become uh hopefully another chance to get to uh, the world series but number six seed for the crimson tide so uh we'll uh, continue to watch that and update you on that see them there celebrating their six seed they're not used to being kind of in this spot they're used to being uh, playing a lot a lot further in the sec tournament but uh build off of it learn from it grow from it and uh, hopefully uh come back in a strong way here coming up in the tournament
4: do you think there's any positive of them uh being eliminated quickly in the sec tournament and then kind of now uh expectations have been diminished for this team uh matt let's just start with you is there is is there a positive you can take from this well i think you
5: have to find one and i think pat murphy uh will do just that um but I think what it tells everybody else, which in my eyes is the most important thing, it tells everybody else Alabama's vulnerable, mm-hmm. and I think any positive that you can pull out of getting out early, getting your rest, or whatever, is negated by the fact that everybody goes that ain't that's not Alabama from the last few years. Jay, I mean, you, you've been in that type of situation. Um, it's blood in the water for the other sharks, is it not?
3: It is, and I, and I think a, a confidence for them. Montana Fouts was so dominant. Uh, pitching the last couple years, and they kind of began to figure her out. They figured out, okay, here's where I guess tendencies or whatever else. That that to me goes back to a little bit of like pitching coaching, right? I mean, the pitching coach making the signals, trying to mix things up, trying to create other maybe off speeds type pitches. But um, who knows? I mean, I, I think they got the talent to get it done. They got the, the best coach in college softball, Coach Murphy. Uh, I know he'll get the get get these girls ready to roll. But uh, number six seed for the Crimson Tide. All right, just got a message from Gene Hallman. Can't do it today. He's meeting about the SEC baseball tournament today. But will <laughs> be, but, but we'll be with us either Wednesday through Friday. And so he looks forward to it to talk about what happened this past weekend and also to preview SEC baseball tournament.
5: All right, it's then since he's not going to be on, can I share a real quick Gene Hallman story no, no. On, on how masterful he is at running these events? Um, we go to the, to the hospitality tent and have a wonderful time. And Karen and I are walking back up, and the line to get back on the buses. Well, you know, (laughs) the tournament round three ends at the same time, so everybody's pretty much leaving at the same time. You would expect lines for the buses, right? Yeah. Uh, Gene is standing there in the clubhouse with Karen and myself, and he he has put or he has spotted a guy in a certain color shirt, and he went down there to the bottom behind the clubhouse, and said, okay, that's guy Then he put his watch on it. Then he walked up to where we were to watch them board the buses. And then all of a sudden he says to me in the middle of our conversation, there's my green shirt. And this isn't the green that is associated with Regions. This is a really funky colored green. He picked it out on purpose. He said 19 minutes. And he said that's way too slow. He said more buses tomorrow. So, I mean, that shows you, Lars, the details. This is the CEO and the owner of this event management group that goes, does everything from the SEC baseball tournament to this golf tournament. Didn't Alabama he tell us the football. other day? Alabama Doesn't he do some things overseas now? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there he is with his stopwatch. I, I guess actually he was, it was on his Apple watch or whatever, making sure that the patrons got back to the buses in a more timely fashion on Sunday.
4: Well, uh, you know, Gene understands that the number one thing is to please your customer. Mm-hmm. And um, and and look, if you're out there in the heat and you have to wait for a bus after a long day on the course, uh, it's going to affect your overall uh, reflection on the experience. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, that, that just shows you like, you know, it's not like he is just sitting in, in an office somewhere, um, you know, uh, just drawing things up like he's he's down there, uh, boots on the ground and trying to solve problems as they uh, uh, as they occur. So it's really cool. Um, and, and guys, I, I did, speaking of regions and Matt, you and I talked about this before the show, um, uh, Nick Saban on Friday made a little bit of news. And he was mocked for what he said. And uh, he was speaking with Paul Feinbaum. And uh, Sabin basically stressed that there's no balance in the sport and that he desires more parity. And I think we can probably find the exact uh, quote and play it uh, in, in the next segment. But, uh, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin came out and, and, and tweeted, uh, Paul, did you get? did you tell the GOAT... Saban, what the word basically said, I'm paraphrasing, what the word parity means. Uh, And this is what he Kiffin tweeted. Parity equals the state or condition of being equal, especially regarding status or pay. And then you just look back, of course, uh, Alabama. There's sort of Alabama and everyone else uh, since you have uh, since Saban has arrived. So we can get into that on the other side. And how how, the question I want to ask you guys How do you create more Mm parity? How many teams right now have a legit chance of winning the national championship? You don't get parity
5: through NIL and the portal, okay? Alabama's only going to get richer. But to the people like Lane Kiffin that jumped to conclusions merely because he said the words more parity, don't read his next quote. I will on the other side of this break because it it explains everything.
3: Also, Jack Nicholas says uh, he was actually offered by... Saudi Arabian organizers offered him more than a hundred million to face, uh, to be the face of the LIV uh, wow. Invitational Series before Greg Norman, and they'd offered him a couple years back and uh, excess of a hundred million dollars. We'll dive into that story as well. Much more to come. Hour number one. will continue. We're live from ABX on the Monday edition. Built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800. 800- Four four eight nineteen sixty two. 1962 That's 800 448 And just for listening, go to Siebel's and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's J. Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The J. Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown
9: Homewood or online at Siebel's letter O
3: Come back in. We got a lot to get into. We'll play that save and audio for you here in a second. We'll get that up for you before we get into that. But um, talked about Nicholas being offered the Saudi Arabia uh, money over 100 million dollars, which is amazing. Um, Tom Brady gets three with 375 over the next 10 years for being a commentator on uh, on, on football and analyst. Um, also, um, really interesting. I don't know if you guys saw on ESPN. I can't remember who wrote the article, but I was reading. I think it's Mark Slayby who wrote it with somebody else this weekend um
4: Kevin van volckerberg I it. know where you're going with Bill Mickelson yep. and, and yeah. just
3: the the, the the collapse after that last year was so amazing 50 years old to do what he did and all the you the hype that went into it um what do you think happened I mean did it start with the Saudi Arabia stuff did it start just in the article his agent starts going through getting cancelled and all this you know kind of makes it more political or whatever else is has that been the case or is his Do you think after you win like that at that age, maybe you just relax a little bit? Maybe don't put in the work you got to put in. Maybe has some injuries that weren't uh, you know foretold or you thought were going to happen throughout the year. This has definitely been not what people expected for him coming back.
4: Yeah, um, look, there's been a lot of damage done uh, to his reputation, and and I think it it goes back as mentioned in, in the piece that you referenced, Jay. Of Mickelson um, using uh, trying to leverage sort of two sides against each other. So he's trying to use the prospect of him joining the new golf tour, the LIV Golf Tour, to extract uh, concessions from the PGA Tour, and then he boasted about it to my former colleague at Sports Illustrated, good friend Alan Shipnuck, uh, and uh, and Alan just wrote a biography on Phil. And, uh, and and then you know, it, there's just been a lot of fallout. And now he's skipping his second straight uh, major. Uh, he announced that he wasn't going to play in the PGA. Um, and uh, it's just uh, I, it has a lot of people wondering, um, you know, in the wake of his absence at the Masters, and that that's a tournament that Phil loves. That's his favorite tournament, and he's won it three times, and now he's missing the PGA it's got a lot of people sort of inside the world of golf, uh, wondering if we'll ever see P, uh, Phil Mickelson play on the PGA tour again. Uh, it, it's been, it, it's a complicated story. It's a nuanced story. And, uh, but it really, it just comes down to his association with Saudi Arabian money. And, um, and it, it, it's pretty incredible. Like th- this new, uh, uh, the LIV Golf Invitational Series—they're offering the richest pur- purses in history, twenty-five million for each of its uh, regular season events. And you know, Phil, which is, is normally what now about fifteen? I I, can't, I I don't know exactly what it is. The PGA. Uh, yeah, the PGA, but it, it, it's substantially more. And uh, and Phil, um, I, I mean, I love his game. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's great has been great for the sport. He's so charismatic. Uh, he's funny. Mm-hmm. He understands how to use social media. But Phil hasn't spoken publicly in almost three months, and he's basically gone dark. And um, and he and he, uh, he the last thing we've heard from him is that he issued a statement back in February saying that he regretted some of his words and he needed some time to, quote, work on the man I want to be and um you know it, missing the masters was a big deal it was the first uh, masters he missed in 28 years and uh it's just uh it, it's 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 really remarkable the it's the, the almost like the the fall of, of phil mickelson and um and i think it it kind of goes back to his issues that he had with the pga tour and uh, and then, again, aligning with the the Saudis in this new tour and seeing if he could uh, try to force some changes to the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour is like, hey, mm-hmm. bye-bye. Yeah, Matt, any issues with the gambling stuff?
5: Oh, I don't think it helps him, but I think we've all known that Phil likes to spend a little money, likes to gamble a little bit, particularly on the NFL. I think that was his sport of choice. But uh, from when you lose $40 million, he's, he's probably betting on two roaches, scooting across the carpet. But... I don't think that hurts him as bad as many might think. I, I think his big rub with the PGA, and, I, man, I would, Lars, I, guys, I would hate to see this be his send-out, his send-off. Lars described him perfectly. I'm not going to add to that, except that, personally, I really liked him. I like watching him play. I, I, I like his uh, uh, um, gunslinger attitude on some on particular shots, his inventiveness. Um, if you go back, um he was uh, a lot like uh, Seve, you know? Mm-hmm. Seve was brash. He was a swashbuckler. There's the word I was looking for. Um, but I would hate not seeing him play on United States soil ever again.
4: Yeah, I mean, so all of this, it really does come back to this biography on Phil and what Phil said to Alan Shipnuck. Uh, he basically he said uh, about the Saudis, uh, quote, they're scary MFs to get involved with. They killed uh, a Washington, report, uh, Washington Post reporter and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Question mark. Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape reshape how the PGA Tour operates. And it's like Phil. What, what, what are you doing here, man? Mm-hmm. This has been your lifeblood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and just a lot of people did not like that comment from Phil. And it's like, you know, you can't take it back. And he was sort of a, a leader in the game, right? The most popular player, not named Tiger Woods. I mean, I would still argue that Tiger's the most popular player. But, um, but he was right there with them because they yeah. were competing against each other in the... Uh, what, uh, Aaron Rodgers,
3: Tom Brady, who they picked to play with them? Yeah. Mickelson, Tiger Woods. Well,
5: and if there's, not, there's not for Tiger at the Masters, that's what everybody would have been talking about. Most I mean, and and,
4: yeah. and and so a lot of the top golfers are really pissed at Phil. I mean, Roy McElroy, he called uh, Mickelson's comments naive, reckless, selfish, ignorant, and sad. And this is uh, from a European player, right? Who maybe has a little better better understanding of how the Saudis operate a little uh, wider world view mm-hmm. than perhaps some Americans and Phil
9: mm-hmm.
4: the, the only thing I, I think the PGA worries
3: about and, and maybe I'm wrong is that anytime you have competition they push the ceiling right So the ceiling of, of the number that, that's why I'm, I'm kind of kind of kind of um, confused the players don't want to push this more. Because they can all push for it and act as if, okay, we're going to go play. We're going to go do this. They go do it for a year, right? Or they go do it for six months. They play in the tournaments. Do you think the PGA is going to sit back and go, um, okay, what do we got – they're going to have to fix their model, right? Okay, now they got to increase their purses. Um, you, you know you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just it, The the money goes up. It's like every contract in football, every contract in baseball, all that. And so, so I, I get the fact, and that's why I think – whether it be Greg Norman, Jack Nicholson turned down 100 plus million to, to be the face of it, um, Phil Mickelson thinking, I want to do it. Other players have said that. What, uh, is it, uh, Kepka has said he wanted to go play in it and, yeah. and be a part of it. I mean, these guys have so much time to make so much money. And I know for a lot of folks out there go, well, yeah, but gosh, fifteen twenty million million, $20 million, a purse or whatever. I mean, these guys are making great money already off endorsements. But they know their shelf life is could be this year, next year, it could be, you know what I'm saying, like one injury away from not making the money that they might could have made if they went and played in an event like this. So you, yes. have, you have to weigh that out and, and think through the, 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 the eyes of the player. Think through the eyes of, of them and what they want to accomplish. And what I'm hoping is that as we saw, Matt, with the USFL 20, 20 something, 30, 40 years ago, I'm trying to get back to the time, when, uh, when they tried to compete with the NFL, they couldn't do it, right? But it still lifted all salaries it increased awareness of that we got to pay our guys right it gave the players more of, of a little bit more of authority It gave them a little bit more of a uh, leverage when it came to negotiations this is what could happen with this tour if the players would get together the players are just not together on this and they're protecting the old guard more than looking at what could possibly happen just by giving some freedom to the new guard in order to make the old guard better that, yes. That's my kind of take um, on it.
4: Yeah. Okay, this is sort of complicated. It's going to take a second to explain. And with the music playing, I don't know if I'll have enough time. It's um, a long song. Go all ahead. right. So <laughs> so in Shipnuck's book, he says that Phil has lost over $40 million in gambling. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2016, the, the Securities and Exchange Commission alleged that Mickelson made $931,000 by purchasing stock on a trading tip, on an insider trading tip from a sports gambler named Billy Walters. Billy Walters is the, like, the most successful yep. gambler yep. in yep. history. Yep. And uh, the, the federal government alleged that Mickelson used some of that money uh, that he made from that tip to pay off his gambling debts. And uh, and and Walters ended up paying back to the government over a million dollars. Or I'm sorry, yes, it was over a million. All right, so stick with me now. Billy Walters is writing a book with Armin Katayan, and Armin's been on our show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I co-wrote a Showtime documentary with Armin, and I, and and there, Mickelson's camp is much more concerned about what this gambler is going to say. Than what has already come out about Phil in Shipnuck's book. And so I think that's kind of why he's going into hiding. That he just... I think there is, like, more salacious, uh, uh, like, thunderbolts to hit Phil than has already been... uh, been been released. He's thinking uh, out of
3: set out of mind. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh and, and and it's it's look, a lot of people who and I have not read the manuscript yet. And uh, the manuscript I, I talked to Armin a lot and he there's still on, they're still working on it. But it's going to be explosive. Are
5: you talking yeah. about it leaning
4: towards uh forget about it, Arena? It's going to be explosive. It's going to wow. be explosive. Uh one source told ESPN See Billy is pissed at Phil, all right, and and the source told ESPN, "quote Billy Walters is not a man to be trifled with." I oh, mm. wouldn't
5: think so. If he's
4: he's the number
5: one gambler on sporting events, or is
4: he a poker player? He, uh, he he's, does he's it just, all. Just Google him. He's got an amazing life story. Okay. And what Billy is paying Armin to write this book is insane. I'll tell I'll tell you guys it's off the record. Right, I'll is, tell you guys in the
3: break. Is this Donnie Brasco? Is it The Departed? Is uh, it The Godfather? Is it Goodfellas? It, it, is the casino? Uh, I, it Casino? The Departed it may, it,
5: freaked me out. I mean, they killed everybody. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hey, Billy spent
4: some time in the big in the big house. I bet they didn't mess with him. Why was he in Michigan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of my friends had a line once, a, a Michigan player who yeah. went from, he uh, yeah, actually spent some time in a penitentiary, and he's like, he went from the big house to the big house. It's uh, <laughs> so, a yeah. so Jay Barker line. I love it. I love it. All right,
3: we'll take a break. Come back. More to come. Some more updated news. we got the Nick Saban audio, I think, too, as well. And also Lane Kiffin, his comments after that, what he had to say. So stay with us on uh, the, right now on the Money Edition. Jay Barker Show Live from avx we'll be back
2: you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather
6: the sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon a chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours a high today 87 tonight's low 64 here comes the heat tomorrow a good supply of sunshine the high 90 wednesday sunny with a high at 92 i'm james spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 79 degrees
0: in tuscaloosa Best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the things that I'd like to see us be able to work back to is, you know, everything in college football has always had parity. You know, same scholarship. You know, same. Academic support, healthcare, whatever it is, and um, you know, I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect you know the parity of college football and co- college athletics as a whole. So, um, and I know we got a lot of good people working on it, and uh, I'm sure they'll come up with a good solution for us. Well, you know, I think one. Of-
3: So the quote, uh, while uh, parody in college sports, especially football, God bless you, has been non-existent. The impact of NIL on the game and players and into the transfer portal has broadened the gap between the average, the good, and the elite teams. And it has. However, Alabama football coach Nick Saban believes parity should be reinstalled in college football. One of the things, this is quote, one of the things I like to see uh, us be able to work back is to is everything in college football has always had parody. He told this on Paul Feinbaum's show on the Paul Feinbaum's show on Friday. Ole Miss football coach Lane Kiffin, who was once an assistant under Saban, thought his former coach's comments were comical. He said, quote, I love the goats, but, Coach, you feeling okay? Question mark, question mark. Kiffin uh, tweeted, added the uh, crying and laughing um, emoji as well. So uh, a little back and forth there. But, uh, you know, he's talking about equal scholarships, ap- academics, but parity – Certainly, a poor choice of words. A few programs have dominated the sport for a couple of decades now, and we talked about that earlier. Lars, you said who has a chance to dominate right now? And, and probably I would say there's five to ten teams that you could put up every year and go. They got a shot. I mean, like they have a real shot. And it used to not be. It used to be more teams than that.
4: Don't I almost would say right now. I mean, looking ahead to this year, four, uh, Ohio State, <laughs> Alabama. Georgia.
5: Georgia's lost a, so much on defense,
4: I, right, just, but I, so,
5: I I think defending uh, champs probably deserve it. Uh, Clemson, maybe. I don't think so. They got to get the quarterback situation yeah, straight now. I agree. So there's so. But who asked uh, questions so, uh, about
4: their uh, offense but, but, or defense? So, so eliminate basically Clemson, or, okay. sorry, eliminate uh, the ACC.
3: Watching Clemson's spring game, I've not seen that team that small and yeah. that unathletic. is I've 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 watched all wow. the spring games. I was so surprised. And the
4: quarterback See, had issues, DJ. Yeah, I don't I don't know, I don't know if he's going to be the long-term yeah. guy yeah. or the long-term answer. And then who from the Pac-12? Uh maybe USC, maybe with, USC. what uh or I mean, can, can, can USC doing, turn around that fast? I don't think so. Well, maybe with the with the quarterback transfer yeah. from Oklahoma and UCLA all of might the, with chip all, kelly a little bit better. Yeah. But I almost would say it's like 3 3.
5: three. Mhm. And based on on Bryce and Anderson, um, Alabama's probably got a little distance on them. Yeah, if that's Matt's opinion. Well, speaking I
3: th- of that, I do think A and M LSU to be better. I think LSU be better. A and M, yeah, I put A and M in there. Gonna have talent.
4: Yeah, but right now, according to most sports books, Alabama is a double, two touchdown favorite at minimum in every game. You know what they are, right? And I've I've looked a couple different places in the Iron Bowl. Alabama's about. A four-touchdown favorite right now. Mm. <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, back to the Saban thing. Though.
3: And real quick, go, go back to that screen real quick, if you don't mind. Josh, I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Just showing the dominance of the program. Okay, Alabama's active SEC winning streaks means they beat these teams this many times in a row. Tennessee, 15. Arkansas, that crazy 15. Yeah. Arkansas, 14. Mississippi State, 14. Vandy, 11. Uh, I mean, they've... Florida 8, the Vandy thing is because different divisions and no one play to it so much. Uh, Florida, same way, 8. Kentucky 7, Ole Miss, 6, Missouri 5, and Auburn and LSU 2. So definitely, you know, that's the, the two teams with A&M on the
4: rise. But I, I do think Coach Saban was being genuine in his uh, desire of wanting more parity. I think he, uh, in in the sport, I think he's looking at it from the 10,000-foot perspective, And he does that when he uh, goes on to ESPN. And and it's almost like he, he does sound like the czar of college football. But we have it's the the gulf is widening between the haves and the have nots. And there's fewer and fewer halves, so meaning uh, there's less and less parity. There's less parity now, I think, than there's ever been in the history of the sport. But immediately,
5: yes, and immediately when Nick Saban uses that word, they go, "This guy's crazy." Well, he didn't mean it exactly in on the field. Am I correct? He, he meant in terms of recruiting or or, or or most so in in numbers of
4: scholarships. And he was yep. he was and, against the transfer portal. He was against yep, nil. Yep, yep, yep. But he's like, hey man! If-
5: but he uses the word like parody, guys, and everybody's climbing all over him. They don't read the rest of the sentence, do they? Jack? No, they don't. they don't. They don't read that at all. Well, uh, and, and,
3: nil and par- I mean, NIO the portal is what has made it to where it's going to get really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you're going to have the top teams getting the best player. Now, you hope that on that that lower level, whether it's you know the next division, which I always talk about, everybody gets. Up in, I, I I, think there should be two divisions. I know Brando and I have this whole like, differing opinion, but I 64-64, let them compete for theirs. I think TV would love that. I think TV, just like the USFL, loves content. They love live content because yeah. they can build uh, commercials around that. They want great games. They want teams that are competitive, and you can get another champion. 64 teams over here with four conferences and make that uh, your top-level power four, whatever you want to call it. To me, that's where it's got to go. The NIL stuff is – Matt, and I, and maybe I'm wrong about it. You, you, Matt's been around – I say be around, been around, but okay. you, you've seen it. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm it. saying you've seen a lot more than, than both of us have over the years. To me, NIL is nothing more than a legal way to say, you're not going to get the TV money. We don't want a player association, so we're going to let you as the player become your own image. You go hire your agent. You go get what you can get, but don't touch what we're making. That, to me, that seemed like the play the NCAA was making on this in order to protect themselves and the billions that they're about to make over the next 10, 20 years.
5: But the method in which they have literally allowed it, there's no guidelines on how you approach it. No guard I mean, there are. There's no guardrails, like you said, all no. along. So It's going to
4: require um, federal legislation.
5: And it looks like that that's
4: where, you know,
5: that's that's thank San- Sankey, Sankey. Sankey and the Pac-12 commissioner both went to D.C., and you know. That's in their eyes. But I also think Sankey's eyes are, Mm -hmm. we're the big dog. We're going to keep being the big dog, don't you? Yeah. He's He's protecting our league. There's no question. That's right. We are
3: presented by Top Golfer Birmingham, also driven by Sonny King Ford. We'll continue live from AVX and hearing us live as well from our flagship station, Tide 100.9 FM out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We'll be back.
2: Hi, this is Wes
6: McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.
9: That's G O F A N letter C letter O. Birmingham's
3: best Mexican restaurant for over twenty years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff, its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas, and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. You'll find all that at La Paz Crestline.
1: That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and Roll Tide.
2: Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992 winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, and 1. member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame.
3: All right, welcome back in as we continue our number two presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. You got the Top Golf today. You absolutely love it. Mark Grenier uh, now has left Top Golf, but uh, John and JW, all the folks out there, uh, man, we miss Mark, but uh, man, they do a terrific job out there on Saturday having a good time. And uh, man, it was hot and it was packed. I thought around, you know, early in the morning that uh, there wouldn't be that many people out there. I think Tell getting getting ready for that USFL matchups, but a lot of fun. But Matt, real quick before I move on to the other sponsor that is our. Uh, uh, driven by sponsor with uh, Sunny King Ford. You, you've had some experiences out of Top Golf. Tell us about it.
5: Well, I've gone to Top Golf uh, a few times. Lars takes his kids out there and they raise it, but they still have a really good time. There's mm-hmm. good food, there's good drink. But um, also, uh, another one of our sponsors is Rock and Roll Sushi. Mm-hmm. And I've gone out there several times. Karen loves sushi. And I love their hibachi menu. I got the shrimp the other day. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, they have a really nice, simple um array of wines that i like a red so we got that uh, got the dessert but you know there's one thing that can really make a dining experience and that's service and i've never been there where it wasn't a plus that's rock and roll sushi the ones open downtown now right mm-hmm. jay and then there's the one i go to all the time which is the largest by volume in the country the one over there in hoover and then there's one out 282
3: great stuff good sponsors also driven by Sunny king ford on the Sunday side of the street, Tony Russell, all the great folks at Sunny King Four. You, some of your, you, you've had a lot of great experiences at Top
4: Golf. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm telling you, it is. I go there to basically like coach Lincoln, uh, my my seven year old, and he uh, he he loves it. Uh, the service is great, and um, you know you just. He'll hit 250 balls, you know, just working on the stroke. Uh, very – we have such a good time, such a good time. Uh, guys, an uh, interesting story surfaced this weekend, and that was about the possibility of Drew Brees coming back to football. And um, and uh, that, that sort of just sort of – it hit me like a brick wall because – I didn't think there was any way Drew Brees could play again, because uh, Jay, his last year, he couldn't push the ball down the field, mm-hmm. and and maybe I wanted you to, I wanted to ask you about when it goes for a quarterback. I mean, how do you get the arm? I mean, how do you get the arm strength back? Like, or is it possible at age 43? Now, now Breeze, he tweeted out uh, that uh, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, which is pretty funny, uh, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all the above. I'll let you know. But I'm wondering, one. If Drew is he, he, looks at this offense for the Saints. They drafted Alave. Mm-hmm. They got Michael Thomas. They got Kamura. They got a pretty strong offensive line. I mean, they are loaded. And it's Mark Ingram going back? Right? Uh, Ingram, I think, is still a free agent. Believe it oh, or he not. Is, okay. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll get picked up. And and on defense, they they signed uh, uh, Tyrone Matthew, Honey Badger, and they already mm-hmm. had a good defense. Uh, a great spot it, for it, him. that yeah, it is going to be a great spot for him. It, it, perfect for him. Perfect way for him to end his career, I think, with right. the Saints. Yeah. And um, and, and so I I think you know he, I think Drew is seeing all this. And he's like, gosh, I can still ball. I can still mm-hmm. play. But man, if you watched him toward the end of twenty twenty one, he was done. What, so just your your thoughts. I mean, that was just my assessment as someone who never has played in the NFL.
3: At, at the age is at, to be out that long, a year is a long time, right? But maybe some recovery happened. Maybe he feels better about his body. Maybe mentally he's in a better state. But Jameis is working his tell-off.
4: Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Do, I mean, well, do you I, think they would be in better uh, – if are the, would the Saints be better served – with Jameis being the starter or with Drew being the starter. Well, Drew's gonna be the fan
3: favorite, but Jameis have y'all watched his workouts? I mean, like it's the videos are
4: incredible. They're unbelievable.
3: like yeah. he's working his tail off and, and he seems to have finally got to that point in his life where he is um, understanding the game, understanding like that it's more about the uh, processing information quickly, understanding at the line of scrimmage what plays to get to, it's a chess match. Um, I, I've been very impressed by him. I, I really have, and I, I lo- and I think it's a great story. I don't, and based on what the GM said, he's like, ah, we're just that's all fun and games, or whatever else. I, I, I don't think that they they should bring. I, they need to keep moving to the future. I think at 43, it's different if he just stayed in it, Drew, and kept playing. I think it's a little bit different. But maybe maybe he goes somewhere else, which would be so weird to watch him playing somewhere else. Mm, but what yeah. he was a uh, Charger?
4: Right yeah, now? yeah, that's when he hurt his arm.
3: That's where was drafted, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: He was drafted by the Chargers in the second round, but you, you have to figure that it's not like he's been lifting every day to keep that right arm, because that was a significant shoulder yeah. injury yeah. that he suffered with the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to figure that he's not his arm is not as strong as it was when he was playing. It could be. I don't it know. might be stronger
3: if he, if he's doing band work. If he's had.
4: I mean, he, they, they brought in Taysom Hill yeah. when they wanted to throw the ball down the field in yeah. Drew's last year. I what's love that, that guy. By yeah. Yeah. Way. What, what's the, uh, the? He's now uh, He's now a full time tight end.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he, I can't remember. It the, doesn't matter. Middle of the season, he can yeah. end up at center.
4: I can't
3: remember yeah. the, the tendon that's connected to the bicep. What is it? The um, oh my gosh, oh, uh, Harrison just had surgery on it. Yeah, so, the so labrum. Yes. What are you talking Yes, labrum. About? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Thank so, you, Dr. Coulter. There you go. Torn Good labrum. Good job, Dr. Matt. So um, labrum um, connects to the bicep, and it creates strain, right? So a thrower really doesn't need a bicep. A thrower needs a tricep. That's all you need. The bicep gets in the way. So that's why when Brett Favre, late in his career, walked into uh, Andrew's orthopedic and said, cut it. And they're like, okay, we're going to take it. He goes, no, no, I don't want to go to the OR. Just give me local anesthesia. Cut it. I want it done. That's when I want it released from my bicep, and he became a better thrower from that. I mean, mm. and that. Wow! Now, but now they have a process they've started the last few years where they can take it and they move it off the bicep, move it back, reconnect the bicep. So now you can have your labrum and your bicep, and that's what Harrison's going through until November, and then he'll be released. He he'll, he's doing. I mean, it actually looks great. He's been you know moving around and doing stuff. He wants to play golf so bad, but the doctors are like. I was out on, there with Harrison the other day. He yeah. was
4: he was swinging with one hand. He was. He was actually doing it pretty well. He's
3: trying. He's <laughs> trying his best. But um, but it is interesting how that could have been what he had. And if he can go in and get that type of surgery and feel, feel better, and he's done it over the last year, then he can come back stronger. I mean, it's like the Tommy John surgery. But I went, wow, you got to get that surgery. Well, most of those guys come back throwing it harder, better. They don't have the the, the, uh, sh- the arm uh, yeah. or elbow uh, issues they had before. So,
4: And I should say, too, the, the Saints just signed Jarvis Landry to right. a one-year deal. I mean, they are loaded oh, on
1: offense. he got all on kinds offense. of
5: wide out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's my thought real quick on that is Stay because I think on. there have been rumors that uh, NBC may, may not bring him back. Oh, and I really? think yeah. that did that not he start this tumbling? He wasn't I, I, great, he but was all not the other great. guys are so good, it's hard to compare. Yeah. He was good. He just... He wasn't uh, uh, Noma. Romo, Romo. Yeah. Um, or Aikman or any of these guys that are mm-hmm. Collingsworth. Um, so I think I kind of looked at that as, well, who knows? I might be on NBC. I might play football. And then he starts throwing the pickleball in the senior golf in. And you wonder, if, is he just kind of all?
4: Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, said most likely the comment was made in jest. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it, it certainly didn't. It seemed like there's there's some uh, fire to the smoke, but we'll we'll see. And and maybe it wouldn't be the Saints. I I don't know who holds his rights right now. Mm-hmm. I assume it'd be the Saints, or maybe yeah. he's uh, a free agent. I don't know if he played out the uh, duration of his contract. Good when you question: reti- When you retire, yeah. doesn't it, does the team hold your rights for perpetuity? If like you retire and and uh, I think so.
5: Wouldn't it I depend so. on how long your contract is? Did you get out before the contract was over? Yeah. I would think that would weigh heavily. No. No. All
3: right, so you're going to watch the moon eclipse tonight?
5: It's, it was last
3: night. It, well, it was. Well, but it uh, goes go again go Yeah. So I, well, couldn't, see I couldn't see it last I couldn't see it last night because of clouds. I actually set Wait. my alarm at midnight.
5: I went it. out at one thirty and I couldn't see it. Set oh, your okay. alarm at midnight. I did. Whatever so you were still up. I, I was still
3: up, but I set my
4: alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and <I> went out <laughs> he didn't go. There it was, you go. It was right.
3: cloudy, and I was like, I want to see the moon and uh, wanted to see the uh, the eclipse. But uh, I think what is? It? I think it was bloody moon last night.
5: It's a blood. It's a lunar blood moon That's eclipse. Right. It happens every three or four years, but it is right. beautiful. And I've seen pictures, but I'll be out there. You don't come over, Jay? At one thirty, stand out in my. <laughs> You got a telescope? Honestly, I would. <laughs> well, you know I love stuff like that. Right. But, um, Nasty guy. I did. I did try and watch last night. And Me too. Went back to bed because you just couldn't, couldn't see, see it. it. Too cloudy. I Where no were you, th- Lars? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. He was recovering from those three little minions running around for about 72
4: hours. Um, that's,
6: uh, uh, I, have a I think he was shooting the moon.
4: I have a theory on full moons. I'll oh. share it with you guys uh, during the break. break. Yeah. Oh, you can't
5: do that to the massive audience listening to us right now. You have to at least uh, tone it down.
4: It goes down to like, goes back to caveman times, and I want to hear this. This, this is my theory. Okay, it's, it's a good, good tease. I don't know the best way to to state this, so let's. I'll I'll, I'll discuss on the other side after you guys tell me how I can say <laughs> it properly. No, you can sit anyway you want. Anyway. Yeah. Not now. Beep. Beep, beep. Hang on. <laughs> when there, okay, put it this way: yeah. when there's a full moon, mm-hmm. and it, it, this goes back to evolution. Evolution, yes. When there's a full moon, what can you do at night? You see. can see. Yeah. Oh. What What happens at night? <laughs> you can howl. What happens at night? <laughs> when a man and a woman are hanging out.
8: I don't know. And it'll and, and vary then, wide, and then, and
4: then, you know. It's an no, evolutionary rocks. thing, like yeah. uh, the the cycle, yeah. the cycle, the cycle yeah. of life. Not yeah. just the lunar cycle, but another it's cycle. Just, uh, it it, it yeah. gets it gets affixed to the moon, and you are most ripe when it's a full moon. That's my theory. I think and you I should you have, have probably stopped it. him from going with that. Yeah. Okay?
3: <laughs> so, uh, so you're going to be eclipsed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going any further on that. No right. way. We'll, we'll stay away from it.
4: <laughs> I've been told it's complete garbage. My theory, by the right. way, but uh, it, it makes sense to me. Working for you.
3: <laughs> it is amazing the galaxies and just how it like, gets. They keep finding more and more and more. Images. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, uh, we'll continue as the uh, stars <laughs> fell <fail> on Alabama. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that used to be our slogan. Is it our slogan? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. All right, we'll be back live from ABX. Stay
2: with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky
6: partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. A high today 87, tonight's low 64. Here comes the heat tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 90. Wednesday, sunny with a high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Roll Tide, the best sports talk Period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. People
10: thinking
7: couples. We have to work really hard to resist it.
8: I've never given much thought to it before. To loving one person. That's perfect. Thank you.
3: The super flower blood moon lunar eclipse in Cleveland, Ohio. Look at that. Pretty amazing. That happened on May fifteenth. All right, tell us your. Uh, well, you kind of told us a little bit, but but I get it. I, 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 look, I think
4: what? I've I think I've uh, exhausted yeah, my theory you, here. You got it. I mean, I, it's <laughs> I, 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 full, I, and it's full, not backed up by science. Yeah, but it's just something that uh, I've long thought. <laughs> <laughs> full moon is full night. Yeah, yeah. I guess.
5: So, uh yeah. Matt, what do you think? I think I'd like to talk about the Reds. Uh, throwing up an example <laughs> of being the worst team perhaps in the history of Major League Baseball. Did you see this? They managed to lose a game in which they pitched a no-hitter.
4: Uh, that is incredible.
5: What's incredible is it happened 6 times.
4: I was going to ask remember you, I remember a few times, ask times you that if it that happened. Ever happened before. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um but no, they uh they had a starter and a reliever combined for a no-hitter, and yet they lost. Three walks and a ground ball. Mm. Boom!
4: Um, yeah, and just a, another quick note. Uh, I know we don't talk about NBA much, but, man, there's two Game 7s yesterday. And uh, you, had, you had Boston beating Milwaukee, the defending champs. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, former Duke star. He is emerging as one of the top three players in the league. I mean, he has just been incredible in this series and uh and and uh and, and Boston is so uh long. They have so much length that I think uh I been picking Boston to beat Miami uh in the Eastern Conference Finals and then in the Western Conference in the semifinals yesterday, you had uh Dallas playing Phoenix. And Phoenix had the best record in the NBA uh, during the regular season by quite a bit. I think by like 10, 11 uh, wins. And and man, for whatever reason, Chris Paul just doesn't show up in clutch playoff Games times. Games three, four,
5: five, six. Yeah, it, yeah. Average nine yeah, points a game.
4: Yeah. And uh, so the game was in Phoenix, and Dallas was up at one point by 47.
9: And and won and, by thirty three and, and yeah,
4: but they, I mean, they took everybody out. Yeah, uh, and and, and Luca is just incredible, unbelievable, uh, incredible yeah. player. Unbelievable. I mean, I think right now, I I know is that the, the the European player uh, for the or for the the, the Denver Nuggets has yeah, yeah. won the last two MVPs, but right now I think the best player in the NBA is Luca. Agree. Uh, and so it's going to be a pretty fascinating matchup with Mavericks against Golden State. And you know Golden State's going to put Draymond Green on Luka. Green is a big sort of physical guy. He's not as tall, but I I think he could uh, maybe at least slow him down a little bit. Uh, Golden State's my favorite team just because I love love, uh, Steph Curry. I love his game. And I really love Klay Thompson. Mm -hmm. That guy is just so cool. He's smooth. Oh, he's so smooth. And, uh, and and he's he's getting you know he's coming back from a couple significant leg injuries and he's finally sort of uh, found his rhythm and uh, yeah I'm 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 a big Golden State fan I, I think we're going to see a Golden State Celtics finals and that'll be a tough matchup for Golden State because how do you beat Golden State? you you beat him with uh size inside because Draymond Green is essentially their center at 6 foot 7 and uh if if you go big on them uh it's it I think you could uh you could probably get get your way with them but um, I, I I'm excited. The, the NBA, if you've been paying attention, it has just been wonderful these last two weeks of uh, really thrilling games. But I mean, yesterday, yesterday both of the yeah. games were duds. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I never watched the playoffs.
3: Me neither. I mean, I watched some matchups or game, but playoffs, championships. I mean, then I they get serious, start playing basketball, and it's like this is fun to watch.
4: It's a whole other. It, 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 it's a it, level. It, it is a different level of intensity uh, in the playoffs, and God, the Celtics are so physical. They really just beat up Giannis. I think he just ran out of gas uh, in, in Game Seven there. Uh, and plus, it's tough to win the Boston Garden uh, oh, in, and, in, in, in a Game they still Seven. Still don't have air conditioning, do they? I don't
5: and know. was not that one of their home court advantages that uh, other teams would come in there and it's just so hot Let in me, there? But on the on the downside, and okay, yeah. leave it to Matt. After the games this weekend in Milwaukee, 21 people were injured by gunfire in an era, area where they could view the basketball game and are supposed to be having a good time. Um, we also had a tragedy in Buffalo. Um, and a, a woman from Alabama uh, was involved in that, killed. 77-year-old Pearl, I can't mm. remember her last name. I should give her a tribute. Yeah, that was awful. Okay, way to go, Matt. This is this song for <laughs> you, right. Lars.
3: Called "Welcome to the Moon." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we um, come back. It's Sean Watson, my,
4: my, my baby making days are over, Jay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sean Watson uh, is meeting with NFL uh, personnel sources, confirmed by uh, ESPN. He said the the meeting will take place in Texas, according to multiple reports. The NFL has been investigating him. But um, 22 civil lawsuits. But guess what he signed for? $230 million contract with Guaranteed. the uh, Browns. Unbelievable, huh? Guaranteed. Guaranteed $230 million.
5: That yeah, didn't make the other NFL owners very happy, Ooh. did it? No. Uh, Mick, Mick's coming up, y'all.
3: Hey, Mick Gillespie's up next.
5: Did I get it right? Finally, Jay. you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Finally. <laughs>
3: hey, Lars, welcome to the moon. And we got Mick Gillespie coming up, and he wants to talk about sunscreen. <laughs> I'll tell you why on the other side
9: Pull up and make it jeans Pull up make
2: it jeans up make it
3: two six nine. And shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The J. Barker Show. Siebels in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com.
9: letter O
3: Welcome back again. Jay Barker Show live from ABX and presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Oxford, Anderson, Lars Anderson right beside me. Matt Coulter right across from me and uh, in our great uh, ABX studio. And uh, joining us now, I hope he's up and ready to go. I didn't hear if he was or not, but I'm sure he is. But Mick Gillespie joining us from Bama Insider. How is Fair Hope and have you recovered with Aloe from your sunburn? And maybe he's not up. <laughs> All right. Mix is going to be joining us here shortly, so we'll make sure we got mix number. Oh, good. Thank you. All right. <laughs> wow. Voice. It's loved that. out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. A pleasant little voice. Yeah, it was. Like, did Joe just, like, inhale a helium balloon? No, I think, I think that girl, I think that's Logan, it if is I'm Logan. not mistaken. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, she is.
5: Mix, like, um, okay. Have
4: you, have you guys ever had a really bad sunburn?
5: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Bad. I hate when the top of your feet get it, and it's just,
3: yeah.
5: I had anyway. my whole body one time. Spring spring break.
3: Summer break. Summer trip. Senior trip. Go down. I'm used to, like, had a pool growing up, out by the pool, whatever else, and totally forgot because I never used sunscreen at all growing up. Never did. Really? Never. So get down there, spit the whole day on the beach. Next day, the whole day on the beach. Next day, I was like, holy cow. Like, my skin is bright red. How do we get steroids? How do you get I mean I was pilling oh. like crazy. So uh Mick Gillespie, sunscreen <laughs> is the
10: way to go. Yeah, that's the word of the day. And um, word of the day. Um, <laughs> that's gotta make sure Gotta gotta make sure that you're equipped with sunscreen, not just me and everyone that's on the boat. So uh, learning these lessons as we go on, but um, you know, that's life.
3: Dude, I was like leprosy, like when it started like getting brown, just peeling it off. It was weird. And then I got back the next week. My parents came down the next week, and so I came back to that normal tan or whatever else. And I and I tan pretty. I get pretty dark. And uh, but at that point in time, I thought I was I was like soaking in vinegar, taking steroids, taking. I'm like I'm dying. I'm I'm absolutely dying. And I smelled horrible. But uh, hopefully that's not the case for you, Mick, down in Fairhope. To, to everybody because like you out you're out on the boat this weekend. You went to the Grand Hotel and joined the pool, living the life in Fairhope, Alabama.
10: Living it up, man. Living it up. Yeah, the uh you can't beat the Grand Hotel pool, you know, on a on a hot yeah. day. Um and Sunday's the best because it's not so crowded, you know. Like uh being out there and just kind of soaking it up and then then the other trick is you got to get off the water before the uh storm. You got to be smart. You'll get uh you know, you'll get you'll run into some bad, some bad luck out there. So, but the weather's been good, man. I mean, like it, this is the best time of year because it's not so hot. But it's you know the as long as you can catch the wave you know the the surf the right time and you know it's it's just great. Yeah,
3: we're coming down in the next two weeks. We'll do the show live from the Grand Grand Hotel, or either on your boat, either one.
10: <laughs> That's what we should do. We could, you know, what with technology these days, we could do either one. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.
4: What kind of boat do you have?
10: It's a uh, 19 foot Key West. That's like a. This is center <laughs> console boat. It's like fishing or family activity. So, was a family activity yeah. yesterday, but gearing up for fishing. That's kind of next on the agenda.
3: Lars,
4: we'll take you on a three hour tour. <laughs> you can be <laughs> Gilligan. I, I, <laughs> I need to. I need to. I need to, I need to get. In the, I need to get in the broadcast world so I can afford to buy a boat. Whatever! Oh my God! Oh really, you're about, Jay? Your
3: you're about, Larry, is he to go there? I mean, he's about to write the Outback
5: <laughs> book and make millions. Yeah, God.
10: yeah. Yeah, you you're, and realize he was just hanging out. out, out in a, uh,
5: yeah. Plus, well, so he just got back from Miami, where he hung out with multi-multi. Uh, what, a hundred million? million? Oh, that's, that's beans for you, hundred million dollar guy. <laughs> uh. Hey, Mick. <laughs> Are the Reds the worst ever? And how in the world do you lose a no-hitter? Look
10: at that. Well, look, I, I don't think the Reds are the worst ever. Baltimore still lost 21 in a row to start the season in 88. So, I mean, I don't know that anyone's ever going to touch that. But the, uh, the just the comments that, that Phil Castellini, I guess his name's like, Castellini, the owner, made at the beginning of the season, like when people were upset that they got rid of some of the players. And he's like, well, you know, That's the way baseball's uh, finances are. He kind of hinted that they might have to move the team. Fans are upset, and now they're just they're just awful. Which is, you know, what is what we expected when you give you know all your best players away. But I think the Reds have some some guys coming that are going to take their licks this year, and in the future they're not going to be so bad.
4: Mick, did you uh, get a chance to hear Nick Saban's comments to Paul Feinbaum about wanting more parity in college football? And, uh, you know, he was mocked by uh, a lot of people, including uh, Lane Kiffin, uh, you know, just basically saying that, uh, look, you're saying one thing and you're doing another. But uh, just your reaction to, to that and also, we, we've we been talking about, just this year alone, this upcoming college football season, how many teams have a legit shot of winning the national championship.
10: Yeah, I did hear it. You know, I'm, I'm not a big listener of Paul Feinbaum, but when Nick Saban's on there and, you know, he's talking and and I'm paying attention, um, you know, unless Jim from Tuscaloosa's on, then I've got to figure out a way to get to the radio. But, um, look, I, I think that... <laughs> I think that uh, that what Nick Saban said is uh, is right on. On that. look, the thing about Lane Kiffin is that he's the ultimate troll. You know, he's just trolling to get his name out there. He knows that what Nick Saban was saying is that you know that there's no uh, no regulations as far as uh, NIL and, and and transferring and and that you know what schools are doing right now like Texas A&M, where they're paying kids to come there, um, is, is definitely going to hurt this, the, the game in the long run. Um, but I think what happens is, you know, when you're Lane Kiffin, here we are, we're talking about it again. And Nick Saban did not say, hey, look, parity as far as wins and losses. He was talking about parity as far as the rules, the rules go, and and setting up rules that are fair because right now there are none. So I, I just – I do I do give Wayne Kiffin a lot of credit, though. I mean, no one finds a way to get talked about more than he does. And he just is the master of, uh, you know, coming out from under the bridge, you know, and, and trolling and then going back in. Um, but you know what? He makes, he makes the game interesting, too. You know, I, I do love the fact that he came out and said it just because it, it did make me laugh. Knowing that he knows good and well what Nick Saban was saying, but he was just going to try to get in there and you know and talk about it. So um, and then uh, I, I look at what's that, that they have to lay out something, or the game's in big trouble. And Alabama, as long as Nick Saban's there, is going to succeed. Um, you know, even with the way that things are set up now. But I think that if he ever you know when he leaves. You know, it's one of those situations where you can end up being like Auburn and being on the other end of it really fast.
3: Great stuff. I mean, it's,
10: you know, you
3: think about going back to that because Coach Saban knows, I'm being careful how I say this, Coach Saban knows, say the right things, but I can still benefit from everything that's happening right now. It's like, it's like a lot of politicians, they go, hey, this is one way, but as one in, even in the state is is putting their money in something and <laughs> other things to make money. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like it's that dynamic. The dynamic is that I want to make sure I'm saying it right to make sure college football stays good. But at the same time, I know I can benefit from this. So I want to be somewhat careful about how I say it. But we, we talked, I mean, Lars, you and I in 2020 said no guardrails, this NIL stuff is going to be awful. The portal needs to be reexamined. Nobody in the no commissioners, nobody, nobody, thinks it'll nobody stood up and said, yeah, you're no, nobody made those assessments. Was was so went much inact. And, I mean, inaction. Yes, complete inaction. Yeah. Complete inaction. yeah. And, and now how do you bring how do you put the genie back in the bottle? I mean, to me, that's, <clears throat> that's the hardest part.
10: Yeah, look, I agree, guys. You're 100 percent right.
4: Yeah, and Mick, uh, before we go to break, just uh, the, the follow-up: how how many teams do you think, just off the top of your head, as we sit here on oh, May sixteenth, yeah. have a le- legit nas- or legit shot to win the national championship in twenty twenty two?
10: Uh, I'd say five. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you who and it is? Alabama. Aren't? Yeah. Yeah. Alabama. On the other side. Uh, Right. On the other side. I'll just leave you with Alabama. On the other side. <laughs> Let's
3: tease that. All right. All right. Coming up. Mick Gillespie Moore with him. Bama Insider, Lars Anderson, Matt Colter. I'm Jay Barker. you listen to Jay Barker Show on this Monday edition. We got Josh. We got all the guys there at TI 100.9 FM as well. Our flagship station all throughout the state and our affiliates on the Gulf Coast and uh, uh, Bama Insider as well. Stay with us. We'll be back.
2: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide
6: 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. A high today 87. Tonight's low 64. Here comes the heat. Tomorrow a good supply of sunshine. The high 90. Wednesday sunny with a high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports, Sports. Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Hi, right, welcome back in. Let's get Mick Gillespie uh, right back up down in Fairhope, Alabama. Bama Insider. And uh, I want to ask you about just the Alabama softball team and kind of what you've seen so far this year. I know Montana Faust has not had quite the year that she's had before. And so my teams have kind of figured her out, her tendencies a little bit. Um, but they get a six seed. And uh, for them, you know, look, it's never over with Patrick Murphy. He's a great, uh, if not one of the best ever. Uh, softball coaches in college, uh, softball. But just kind of give us your thoughts on them and what they need to do to really make a great run.
10: Yeah, look, uh, they had a disappointing SEC tournament losing to Missouri. And, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, they came in second in the regular season. I thought they were going to win it. I think they have the team to win it. But sometimes when you're, um, you know, kind of having a season like this where it's a little bit more difficult than you expected it, you get into the tournament it's a new year and you put it all together i think alabama has the type of team that can uh that can win the national championship and it starts with montana Fout. um and then you know it kind of goes from there uh, they got to get the bats going obviously and w- whatever it is that's not going on right you know they're they're practicing twice today <laughs> there's like two-a-day practices to try to get things to get things corrected but and 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 um you know, in, in games like this and, and, you know, big tournaments and all, you got, you want to win game one. They, I think UTC's is a, a pretty tough opponent for them. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, they stamped in their regional, but look, if, if, if they find out that they find whatever it is that they haven't had going, maybe it's injuries, I, I don't know, they could win it all because you could basically ride Montana Fouts' arm, uh, to
4: Oklahoma City and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that's what they do. Mick just in, in larger picture how do you think Patrick Murphy's been able to build the program to where it is right now and I, and I know it was a disappointment of, of how this uh, the regular season finished in the SEC tournament and all that but nonetheless uh, this is an elite program and and, and Patrick uh, has done a great job. But if you could sort of dive into, just from your perspective, the specifics of how he's been able to build uh, what now exists at Alabama.
10: Well, uh, you know, I've been there since, since it started, you know, when they used to play at, what, Bowers Park or, you know, and, and <laughs> they didn't even have a stadium. Um, and Alabama baseball was uh, was real popular with Jim Wells, and, you know, people used to, Show up to all those games and more enthusiastic, and then kind of watching baseball demise and softball's rise, and it, and it really has been just consistently winning. Um, the caliber of athlete, you know, forget about men's or women's sports, but when I remember watching softball when when it first became a sport at Alabama, and you know, seeing seeing kids that could play softball but that weren't really good athletes, they were good ball players maybe, and then. When I got to broadcast some games, um, on the SEC network and I'm looking and I'm going, you know, these, these are like legitimate athletes right here. Just a different looking type of player. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, that, that he's been successful. He recruits great. He's very loyal to his players. And I think sometimes that costs him because, you know, there, if someone's having a down year, he's going to, most of the time he's going to stick with them. And, um, but as far as recruiting goes, he's, he's such a guy of his word that the, you know, that, that, that the players know that and, um, and appreciate that. And I think that's helped him with the the recruiting aspect of it, but it's almost like the, somebody told me that they thought that softball was like a cult at Alabama because of the way that people love it so much, you know, and it's not, it's not huge like football where it's national, but. For the people that like it, they love it, and they and they love him. He's been not just the you know the head coach at Alabama. He's been an advocate for the game. I, I always thought of when I you know when Tommy Lasorda was alive, and I used to talk to Tommy, and I would say, "Hey, you know you, I mean, I know you love the Dodgers, but you, you're just you love the game too." And he said, "Yeah, I mean, he you know basically that if the game was doing well, then that, then that helped the Dodgers and." Uh, and that was good for him, you know, and I kind of feel like Pat Murphy's the same way, whereas, you know, he he's as big of an advocate for softball as he is Alabama, and I think that's kind of uh what makes him special, so I, I know that, I think last year was the most disappointing tournament, just because the way Alabama was playing at the time, I didn't think that they would lose, uh and, and not twice to Florida State or whatever it was, but Coming into this one, you know, maybe the fact that they've struggled so much, maybe the pressure's not going to be on as, as much as it was last year, and maybe they'll come in and, and, and get it rolling. But I just think, like I said, I just think that the, the secret to, to Pat Murphy's success is that he's been able to, uh, you know, to be loyal to his players, that he can recruit anywhere when it comes to softball, and, uh, and that he's an advocate for the game.
3: I I gotta go back to Tom of the Sorta. Of.
4: That's what I was gonna go okay, to. Okay,
3: so you go, you go. I, I was just gonna I,
4: yeah. ask uh, relationship. Yeah. Well, uh, really, Mick, you, your career has been uh, it, it's, uh, over like what uh, two decades almost, and uh, just who's the most fascinating person you've interviewed?
10: <laughs> Tommy was great. You know, the the funny part about about Tommy is that he was really political, and I remember telling. Uh, well, Roger Hoover who's at uh Alabama. He he was there one time and I said, "Hey, watch this." And I'm like, I introduce him to Tommy and then I'm I like, get Tommy going on politics and just sit back and 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 watch him roll, you know. He loved America more than he loved the Dodgers or baseball. So, yeah, you know, he used to love to talk about that. Um I the most interesting person that I've interviewed might be Billy Williams, the the Cubs Hall of Famer from Whistler, Alabama. And and it's not that, but I, you know, I guess, but, I, but I have
3: to know real quick: was Tommy Lasorda a left fielder or a right fielder?
10: Uh, <laughs> uh, what do go. you think? What do you think? He lived on the he lived on the left coast, but his politics was in the right side batter's box. Okay, I
3: thought he was in the right field. Um, <laughs> yeah,
10: yeah, yeah, he was. But uh but Billy Williams is my favorite to talk to because I'm just such an advocate myself for the the Negro Leagues. You know, the days of uh, of, of Satchel Page and cool Papa Bell, and and I talk about those guys a lot on my baseball broadcast because I just am always amazed at how good they were, and, you know, some some of those guys, some of the best players ever didn't get a chance to play, and and what I love about Billy is that one of the things I love about him is that he, he grew up around Satchel Paige and, and Satchel's family, and so he's got, you know, some stories you talk about on the air and some that you don't, you know, and it. And it just sounds like to me, um, that, that Satchel not only on the field was a showman, but off the field, he was equally as, uh, you know, as entertaining of a guy. Loved the fish, you know, from, from down here in Mobile. And so, uh, so I like talking to him a lot. I just like hearing about like what life was like hanging out with, with Satchel, you know, Satchel would show up and they, Satchel would put these teams together. And they would play and travel and play like barnstorming teams. And he would show up in his Cadillac in the fifth inning to pitch. I mean, basically, like the game would be going. He would just get there. And then, of course, he'd blow everybody away, you know. And he would do it with that, uh, showman, that showman-like that uh, showman uh, ability that he had. So, so he, he's a good one. But I've, I've got to talk to a lot of great people. Brian Sandberg was was fun to talk to about the game. uh, uh or, you know what, Barry Larkin for you, uh, Lars. Barry Larkin's one of the smartest yeah. baseball guys I've ever had the chance to get
3: to talk to. Hey, always great and uh, great to talk to you, Mick. Thanks for being with us. Great stuff. And everybody have a great Monday. Lars, Matt, Jay Barker. Uh, we got uh, is it Michael, Joe. I can't remember who is <laughs> back in studio. Uh, JR. Uh, JR. That's what, yeah. It's how I And also Josh, our producer at Crawford, doing a terrific job. And uh, Regents was awesome this weekend. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Tuesday edition.
2: Hi, this is Wes McClure.